What do you think about sexting? Is sexting cheating? Sexting with someone other than your partner? Absolutely. I'm just asking the questions. I'm not saying it isn't. 150% that is cheating. If I was texting somebody like, ooh, hey, big boy, I want to see your wiener. (laughs) Can you imagine if I sent that text? Side note. First of all, wiener, who are you? Scary fierce. Scary fun. Scary mommy speaks. Hey everyone, welcome to Scary Mommy Speaks, the show for women who are owning motherhood and all its glory, pain, and playdates. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And if you don't know Scary Mommy, we're the number one source of info and entertainment for moms across the country. We tell it like it is. No sugarcoating and no impossibly perfect standards. This is the real deal. And if you've been enjoying the ride as much as we have, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts because it helps other moms find us. And subscribe. It's time for another episode. Carrie, are you ready for it? (laughs) I'm more than ready. I feel like this is our British episode. We were both just super, super stoked. So excited. To be at the New York premiere of Downton Abbey. Oh my God. Scary Mommy was on the red carpet asking all of our most pressing questions to the cast and creators of Downton Abbey. Can you believe it? You don't want to miss it. And I'm so proud of myself because I often say downtown Abbey, but I managed to make it through the entire red carpet saying Downton. We are bubbling over with all things British, so much so that we are headed out into the streets of New York City to seek out Downton's biggest fans. And to ask passersby to read Lizzo lyrics in their best British brogue. Is it brogue? I thought brogue was Irish. Cheerio, old chap. Oh boy, here we go again. <laughs> anyway... Then after all of the scandals on Downtown, we had to dig way, way deeper into cheating with this article called 12 Things I Learned from Cheating. It was a doozy. But first, we've got a quick hashtag rehash on the Emmys to start things off. There were a lot of British people who won, okay? And none of them said cheerio, old chap. (laughs) You don't know that. You don't know what happens when the cameras aren't rolling, my friend. Stick around. You don't want to miss this episode. We want to know what you moms think about our podcast. And dads. And dads. And, and just people just with no children. Everyone. We want to hear what you have to say. So please send us an email at speaks at scarymommy.com. And in the subject line, say, I would like to participate. And you'll be mailed back a survey. Well, not mailed because it's electronic. Mailed through the interwebs. Welcome to 2019. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure to email speaks at scarymommy.com. And make your vote count. Hashtag rehash. Hashtag rehash. Hashtag rehash. All right, we're starting hashtag rehash with just a quick recap of the 71st Primetime Emmy Awards that were this past Sunday. And it was a Brit Fest, new. It was. How was that accent? Terrible. Yeah, so bad. It was a Brit Fest. I mean, listen, I am super, super excited that Fleabag won. I haven't watched it. That she won. That she won. Oh, you have to binge the entire thing. This is what, listen, okay. Can we have a real real conversation? I know you for don't like second. British things. It's so exactly. good. Exactly. I just wanted it. to rehash that and say I put I think I've learned my lesson. I had to eat crow for the Downton Abbey stuff. And you know what? It's- I I have zero regrets. Also, the color of the moment is like red-orange pink. No, it's the red-pink combo. That's what I'm saying, the red-orange-pink combo. I have to say, I'm giving out an award today. Yes. And it's my best dress. Yes. I've always wanted to publicly give out an award for a best dress, like Mama Joan Rivers. Nice. Um, And although she is not my favorite person, Mandy Moore killed it. Also, I want to give an award to boob tape. 
Oh, for sure. Boob because, tape is definitely the winner of the primetime Emmys this year. Boob tape was everywhere, and I loved Mandy Moore. It was like kind of like her makeup was like a, a her flashback makeup, look. Her hair. I want to say, I think Vera Farmiga is one of the greatest actresses Hated of our that time. Outfit. Hated that I loved it. I it feel was like, like Amelia Bedelia <laughs> in the best way possible. I feel like she's just always haunted now. Yeah, she's just. I feel like she might. I feel like she might have died recently, <laughs> and we're only seeing the ghost of Vera Farmiglia, or however pronounced Farmiga. it. Farmiglia, because she's Italian. <laughs> I feel like ever since. Yeah, I just feel like she died, and then it's the ghost of her, and she's in an attic when she's not doing a movie, and she takes the the her soul takes the place of a haunted doll, except when she gets a film contract. In least favorites, yes, Nick Cannon. I beg you, please stop wearing turbans. Please stop wearing turbans. I love you dearly. I love Mariah Carey. I love everything that happened there in their relationship. Please, for the love of God, stop wearing turbans. It is not also a good look. whatever Catherine Zeta Jones is drinking, whatever J Lo is drinking, whatever. Okay, they're not drinking anything. They're going to dermatologists <laughs> and plastic surgeons because and they're doing phenomenal work. They, who, well, I need a list of their doctors because they look great. And also, can we talk about Veep, one of my all-time favorite shows? That's another person. Uh, Julia Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I, whatever's happening with her, I need two of those. And she's just so brilliant. She's so, very talented. So brilliant. What other highlights? Uh, Billy Porter. Oh, I love him. Winning winning, uh, for lead actor in a drama for Pose. His speech. He lives in the same building as one of my good friends, and he's a lovely person. His, I just, I love him. I love Pose. It's so good. I loved Michelle Williams' speech, too. Michelle Williams. And, um... Alex Borstein, she Her was, speech about the Holocaust? Oh, my God. It wasn't about the Holocaust, but she brought she that was in. great. I love that my boy, Peter Dinklage, won. I love that. Love him. Jersey Strong. Cherry Jones won an Emmy. I'm going to just call her Cherry. Won an Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series for The Handmaid's Tale. If you haven't seen Scary Mommy's parody, The Manmaid's Tale, then I tell you, you gotta. You Pretty have good. to. Well, let's talk about Red Carpet, not of the Emmys, but our very own first red carpet. Carrie, was that not amazing? It was a game changer. So stay with us for all the details next up on Scary Mommy Speaks. Are you ready for this? We, Carrie and I, were invited to a red carpet. So we went to the Downton Abbey premiere at Lincoln Center, Alice Tully Hall. Gorgeous. Oh, my God. How did this happen? We'll explain the characters, who they are, and then we're just going to serve up all our red carpet action. Scary moment. Oh, we're not scary like Halloween scary. We're scary honest, scary real mothers. All right. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm slightly unsettled. Sorry. <laughs> we have that effect on people, I okay. understand. Kevin Doyle, who plays Mosley, the sweetest. I love that character. First of all, he looked fabulous in that, like, bright navy suit. Yeah. So handsome. Such a nice guy. Raquel Cassidy, who plays Phyllis Baxter. Oh, her outfit. And also, what a babe is she in real life? She had a corset. She looked fabulous. You she almost, had a ball bag with was, a tassel. I was like, you almost stole that purse. Carrie. And then we definitely would have been kicked off the red carpet. Okay. Before we really talk, 
we just want to say we yeah. love your bag. We're we're oh, very you. into this bag. <laughs> I know. It's Isn't beautiful. You can stroke her and also you can hit people with yeah. her. Oh, yeah. Which so, is what you need in New York. Yeah, exactly. You need a bit of both, don't yeah, you? Come, exactly right. Particularly if you're a scary mummy. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Come here, do as you're told. Uh-huh. Exactly. We're wearing Spanx. Yeah. So do you think they're worse than wearing a corset? Yeah. Yeah, because really? it, yeah, because of course, because you have to get them up, don't you? Mm-hmm. And that's really—it's kind of demoralizing. And also, I think with Spanx, you feel the rolls of the flesh going up yeah. with you, so not great. Whereas with a corset, it's sort of like just you—you—it's put in and then it's pulled and tighter and tighter and tighter. And there's something kind of sadomasochistically enjoyable about that. Yeah, I think I'm going to try corset now. Yeah. Now? Yeah, why not? Right now. In this current moment, yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go put my corset on. It's corset moment, everyone. Yeah, exactly. yeah, she'll be back, though. Laura Carmichael, who plays Lady Edith Crawley. She looked fabulous. She looked fabulous. That was an awesome outfit. And her shoes were dope, too. Yes. Dope shoes. Do you think Spanx or corsets, which is harder to wear? Oh, um, corsets. Yeah. I tell you, Spanx is the dream. You can squish around them. And I know you get that like uncomfortable feeling after a bit, but there's like that first moment when you stick them on and you're like I'm going to be fine in this the corset that lasts like five minutes and then you're like Leslie Nickel who plays Mrs. Pat Moore who I just want to cook for me all the time what do you think is more uncomfortable a corset or Spanx corset Corset. there's nothing like a corset to to really ruin you life out of it (laughs) and there's boning yeah 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 yeah. Sophie and I managed to get rid of our corsets about Season three, I don't know how we did it, but Phyllis stayed in hers to the end. Some people are really into it for character work. They got to stay in. I don't know if she's into it, but she, bless her, she's a proper pro and she she (laughs) stuck with it. And you can see she's in a corset. She's ramrod straight. Now, when you're offset, do you just never want to cook? Um, well, I'm learning to cook at the moment. I'm sort of quite interested in For method acting purposes, obviously. No. No. For life skills. Because I didn't used to cook. My husband used to cook, but now I go a bit more vegan, so I've got to cook. Yeah. Or I won't eat. Exactly. That's basically the reason. And I do like my food. Good. Me too. That's why I'm in a Spanx. Likewise. (laughs) Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Alan Leach, who plays Tom Branson, Uh, he's a zaddy. Charming AF. So, you know, you're the driver. If you were an Uber driver, driver, I know. Well, now you're much better than the driver. But what would you think your Uber rating would have been? Someone stopped watching after season one. That's not true. I went to, I went to Friday. I went to the premiere. Okay. Or the, <laughs> what was your Uber rating, you think, as the driver? Branson? Yeah. Five. Five. That's why you moved up in the world. You definitely would have had sweets in the back. Yeah. Uh, chargers for definitely all phones. Could have been um, a party lift. Lots of candy, lots of bottled water. Yeah, you would have been really Yeah, you would have been good and great conversationalist. Yeah. As long as you want to talk about politics. Which isn't hard these days. Yeah. Maybe karaoke, very LA. No. No. Okay. Too far. Karaoke's too far. Yeah. He also has to concentrate. He's a professional. That's true. Then we asked Mosley about the royal family. Obviously, this is very much about royalty. Uh, why do you think that almost a hundred years later from this story, we are all still so obsessed with the royal family? I'm not sure why. Uh, it's because it's not just about rich people, is it? It's not no. just about powerful people. It's about, maybe it's about sort of um, the life that you, that you can never see or you can never attain. Maybe, yeah. it, maybe it's about that. You either have to be born into it or on the off chance marry into yes, it. Yes, ask Meghan. Yes. Didn't uh, she come to set? Uh, no, uh, the Duchess of Cambridge, oh, nice. Kate Middleton, came Middleton. to the set. She's a big fan. Is that very exciting? I'm, I'm assuming. It was lovely. Mm. But to be honest, I was more excited about going to the White House and meeting Michelle. Ah. 
I would be too. Who was a big, big fan of the show. So hopefully she's going to come and see this. We also spoke to show creator Julian Fellows. What you've created, the world you've created is absolutely breathtaking. It really transports us right there. Oh, how nice you are. Have you seen the film? Yes, I saw it on Friday. Oh, God, so she's actually speaking from knowledge. Yes, yes. Uh, I really love that in the movie, that amazing dance scene in the club, that spirit of that, like, I can't even imagine how difficult it must have been to be homosexual in that time. Well, this is the point. And I think often, particularly young people, hardly believe you. You know, I had a, we had a gay plot in the series and I had these letters saying, are you seriously saying this was a, a, pr- a prisonable offense in 1912? Mm-hmm. 1912? Yeah. It wasn't until 1963. And uh, you know, with all the stuff that's going wrong at the moment, mm-hmm. I think it's worth reminding people that there are some things that have gone right Correct. and we've moved in the correct direction. So I really had deep feelings for um, the woman who played Mrs. Patmore, Leslie, her share when we asked about the bell ring, because she revealed to us that it was her anniversary, but I guess (laughs) she met her now husband a little later in life, sort of like me. When we asked her what she would want if she rang a bell, she said the following. If you could ring any, if you could ring a servant bell, a la Downton, and it would get you any one thing, what would it be? You mean like a magic thing? Sort of. You'd ring a bell. The boyfriend, the boyfriend. (laughs) Every time a different one? No, no, just one. Well, for five minutes at least. I think that might be the best answer of the night. That takes the cake. It was so much fun. The best. And I loved it. And they didn't even kick us out. Can you believe they didn't kick us out? No, I actually can't. I mean, Downton is full of cheating people out of titles, all sorts of kinds of cheating. But a kind of cheating that's a little bit trickier to deal with is the kind that happens in real life, especially between a married man or woman and the other side piece. And somebody else. Yes, the side piece. Not to mention... Not an easy fix like it is on a show. Right. Yeah. There's real life uh, repercussions and consequences. It doesn't get wrapped up in six seasons. That's for sure. Or a movie. Yep. So there was this article. It was like quite an article. This woman basically talked about all the nuances of how she felt and what went on when she cheated. And she is the other woman in this situation. She's Becky with the good hair. Exactly, exactly. She was with a man who was married. He said, you know, his relationship with his wife had not been good for the last eight years. And that, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she cites all these things like it was great sex because it was like forbidden. So much so you don't even care if you get caught because you're in the throes of passion. Right. And that at the time she did feel a little bit like... It was a it was like a little bit easier because she was the single one. Right. But now in retrospect, she realizes that it's that's yeah. not the case now as, you know, with some hindsight. Let's get to the comments first. I need some time to process Correct. all of this. That's a good idea. Yeah. So Whitney says, this article is so gross. Find your own mate. Don't take someone else's. Quit trying to justify your shitty, selfish actions. Damn, Whitney. You I know. really, You really came hard with the judgment. I think that maybe she's been cheated on. Yeah. This sounds like it's coming from someone who I mean, maybe has been cheated on. She's not wrong, but also, like, you know, I think, I think there's a level of bravery on the writer's part. You know, this woman wrote this article, and uh, also, I, I don't want to smack her in the face because she was forthcoming with her truth. Also, I've been cheated on, and I'm not that bitter like this woman is. Yeah, me too, but I, also it wasn't my husband, so. True. Well, I'm not married, so I guess I don't have an issue. 
Yes, but I mean, he's your baby daddy. Know. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between a, a marriage and a or a like committed relationship right. and just you know, Joe. Right. Catherine says, I'd love to see an article about marriages where monogamy is not necessarily a non-negotiable condition for the relationship or marriages where our emotional needs can be met outside your relationship with your spouse because you can't depend on one person to provide everything you need. I mean, as long as the agreement is that you have an open relationship, then I don't see an issue. But then it's not cheating. If if all parties. Right. Are privy to what's happening. I mean, I guess I guess some people would consider it cheating if they're if people who like don't believe in open marriages, like and maybe an outsider would consider it cheating. But, but within the marriage, I know within the marriage, it's not cheating. Right. I actually totally agree with this woman that you can't depend on one person to provide everything you need. I talk about that a lot, not necessarily in the sense of like open marriages, although I I agree. I don't know if I could do it, but like I, your I agree. Emotional with it. needs, just like. Everybody needs to have a bunch of different friends Agreed. and family members because yes. you can't depend on your partner for everything. It's part of the reason why I, I I love having a therapist because I don't want to talk about all my problems with Lee. Like, he takes care of a lot of my needs. He can't take care of all of my needs. Well, and also, you know, your partner is another human being. They have a different – they've been brought up a different way. They have a different outlook on life. They – you know, maybe they're not the same person as you, too. So to expect – that which I I have a tendency to do. I expect Matt to have to fulfill all my needs. And I'm as I'm getting older and as our relationship is maturing, I'm realizing you're your own person. You're not gonna you and I don't see eye to eye on every single thing. Uh, Donna says, my first husband cheated several times. We separated. Then my family convinced me to give him another chance. He cheated again almost immediately. We've been divorced for seven years now, and our 10-year-old son has to shuttle back and forth. I don't excuse cheating. If you're not happy, leave or try harder. Don't go looking for someone else while you still have a ring on your hand, period. I'm also, sorry you went through that, Donna. And also, don't let any anyone convince you to stay. No. You either stay or you don't right. want to stay. That's your own decision. Yeah, don't. your heart needs to be in it. Correct. LaAndra says, I've done it. Worst mistake of my life. I was a repeat offender. It helped to stroke my ego and made me feel powerful and in control. It was never about my spouse. It wasn't about lacking in our marriage. It was about something lacking in me. I was the one with issues. And when I finally took responsibility for my personal failings, I was able to stop. Some people can change. I agree. Anytime that there's been issues like that, that kind of thing in my relationship, it was me. It wasn't the other person. It was personal failings in me. I totally believe people can change. I think what's scary is when you're the other person in the relationship. How many times are you going to trust somebody? It's a hard, it's a really hard spot to be in but, to be the person that keeps taking the other person back. Yeah, that's the scary part of this. So what do you think counts as cheating? Like, I'm trying to figure out all the nuances of this. For me, in a relationship, the emotional connection is more important than any other mm -hmm. part of anything. Agreed. More important than, the, you know, sex you can work on. It comes and goes. Uh, and also, also money, the sex is usually better when there is a connection. I, absolutely. Yeah. You know, with Matt and I, when we've gone through bad periods and we have them, you know, everything else can be messed up. But if that part is messed up, that's where I am. That's where it's broken a little bit. Yeah. Inside. And that's yeah. where I feel unsettled in my relationship. Yeah. And that's what I feel scared about. And so if I found out that he was having an emotional relationship with somebody else, I think that would be absolutely heartbreaking. What do you think about sexting? Is sexting cheating? Fuck yes, it's cheating. Sexting with someone other than your partner? Absolutely. I'm just it's asking cheating. the questions. I'm not saying it isn't. 100 
And 50% that is cheating. If I was texting somebody like, ooh, hey, big boy, I want to see your wiener. <laughs> Can you imagine side, if I sent that text? Side right note. First of all, wiener, who are you? Side note, it's now illegal in some states to send an unsolicited dick pic. It should be illegal. I know. I just read that, though. That's great. I'm glad. I'm happy to hear that. Um, Somewhere in my cloud is so many di- unsolicited dick pics. <laughs> I have I have never gotten an unsolicited dick pic. And and, whole, and that is not an invitation to start a whole getting them. Folder from when I was on Tinder. Nope, I'm good. And see, I but just, I never did any of and that. And I would just like randomly send them to people be like, hey. <laughs> I get more uh naked pictures of women in my DMs on Instagram. And even that I'm like, I don't want this. Please go away. <laughs> I'm going to start one sexting you. Don't. I don't want that. I don't. Matt's going to say I'm cheating on him. (laughs) He's going to be like, you're cheating on me, Gary, because you're sexting. Plus, I'm going to say things like wiener. You don't want that. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm going to sext you, because I'll laugh out loud. It'll make my whole day. Look at my skin. Look at it. I'm looking. No, really, really look at it. I'm looking. Isn't it something? It's something, all right. It looks great. You're positively glowing, Carrie. Well, that might be because I'm holding a flashlight from my phone in front of my face, so you can really look at it, Ash. Oh, my God. I'm looking at it, and it's literally and figuratively glowing. Right. And you know why? Talk to me. I'm using Honey Bell skin products. Honey Bell has the most amazing skin stuff. It has simple, natural, effective ingredients that just make me want to touch myself. You mean? My face. My face. I want to touch my face because it's soft. My face is what I meant. Right. Of course you did. You know, good skincare products are often way out of my price range. Honey Bell must cost an arm and a leg. A soft, smooth, long arm and a leg. <laughs> Your long arms. <laughs> no, actually it does it. Honey Bell has affordable scrubs, soaps, masks, hydrating facial tonic, makeup remover, and so, so, so much more. They even have facial rollers. Ooh. My, yeah, you know, I've been talking about that. My favorite is the rose quartz one. It's like putting a tiny little rolling pin on your face. It feels amazing, and it opens your heart chakra. Okay, tell me where to find it. I want to roll my face. We all want to roll our faces. Go to shop.scarymommy.com, of course. And don't forget to put in code SPEAKS15 for 15% off. We were so excited to be invited to the Downton Red Carpet. So excited that the next day we decided to get all fancy and sip tea with some of Downton's biggest fans. Yep. Complete with fascinators. We're in our British finery in New York, and we're going to talk to people about Downton Abbey. And just, you know, British stuff. Who's your favorite of all of them? Mr. Bates. Oh, Oh, that's cute. So we've got some lyrics by the artist known as Lizzo. A little unheard of artist. And give us your best received pronunciation British accent. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how are you feeling? How many rooms do you think are in Downton Abbey? 32. The correct answer is 250 to 300. The actual person that owns Downton Abbey doesn't exactly know how many rooms it is. I say if you have so many rooms you don't know how many you have, that's too many rooms. That's too many rooms, exactly. right? Exactly. Do you have a favorite British food? Oh, mushy peas. Oh, mushy peas. mushy peas. Oh, I like mushy peas. I know that. I do my hair toss. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Who's your favorite British performer as a musician? I'll cop out and say Elton John. Okay, Elton John's good. Out. I like Elton John. Choice. What would you say? I so pick Mick Jagger. Elton John would approve of our fascinator. Yes. Yeah. No, he would not. No? Isn't jam British? Jam. Jam. I, I think it's marmalade. Which job? If you had to have one of the servant jobs, which job would you have? 
screwing Mr. Bates. Hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Uh, bangers and mash? Or is that Irish? Feeling good as hell, hair toss. Check my nails, baby, how you're feeling. If you had a servant bell that every time you rang it, it brought you anything you want, same thing, uh -huh. what would that thing be? Bates on a plate. <laughs> You've got a one-track Bates mind. Yes. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. That was amazing. I was getting, I was getting Bob Hoskins in a hook. I think we should call Lizzo and tell, tell her that she needs to do an entire British album. <laughs> Confession time. Shh, confessions. All right, chaps. <laughs> it's time for confessions. Every week we tell our deepest, darkest secrets to literally everybody. And why don't you start, Carrie? Okay, this is an old school confession, but Hit I, I got to tell you. So my last name is Sotero, uh -huh. as you know. And when I was, I don't know, like first grade, I told everybody in my class that my cousin was Peter Sotero <laughs> um, because it was right when Karate Kid came out and his song, oh. like a night in shining on So for those of you that are young and not old like me, Peter Sotero is from the band Chicago. He also had a solo career. Everyone knows who Peter Sotero is. I don't know. Some people don't. So I told everybody that my cousin was Peter Sotero to try to be Wait, cool. Wait, it's Sotero? It's Sotero. Who am I thinking of? With a of? C. C-E-T-E-R-A. Peter Sotero, yeah. But nobody knew how to spell his last name. Oh. Totally ineffective lie because no one gave a shit. <laughs> who Peter Sotero was in my first grade class, let alone that I was related to him. So my confession is, so when we were in Virginia Beach, our hotel room had like the air conditioning unit, like right under the window yeah. type of thing, the, the little split type yeah. thing. And Sebastian kept trying to stick his fingers in it. And I said, Sebastian, listen, I didn't want to tell you this, but there is a little monster <laughs> That lives in the air conditioner, and when you stick your fingers in, he bites it off. <laughs> you don't want a boo-boo, right? And he would go, no, boo-boo, no, no, boo-boo. <laughs> and I said, so don't stick your fingers in the air conditioner because the monster's going to bite it off. Some may argue that that is not nice. <laughs> But technically, I wasn't lying. You stick your fingers in the air conditioner, they might come off. It's Whether it's the mechanism of the air conditioner or a monster, he does. I just put it into terms he could understand. Okay, it's your turn, scary mommies, to get a load off. I mean, we just did. We'll probably get a lot of mail about it. Anyway, go to our confessions page and pour your little hearts out. Today, as we do every week, we read your confessions with a dramatized voiceover. Who knows? Your confession might be on this week. Let's just find out. I love my children deeply. Also, I may have created the most irritating person I have ever met. Sorry, everyone. Newsflash, you probably did. <laughs> Amen. Also, I find that my child is a deep reflection of me, so oh. that means I'm irritating as well. Yeah. My 18-year-old was three seconds away from catching me getting high in my closet. Thank the Lord she's the naive one of the bunch. Oh, well, you know, it's going to be legal everywhere in five years. Who cares? I just read an article, How to Tell Your Child You're Getting High. Also, also, if she's 18, she's probably getting high. <laughs> she stole from your stash, uh -huh. most likely. She found it. Naive my buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> My husband let me know it's been three months since he has had a blowjob. Like I give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he has a mouth, doesn't he? Who still gives blowjobs? <laughs> Evidently people do. Sorry, Mom and Dad. <laughs> All right, Mamas. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had such a blast. And if you love this show, make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help more moms find us. And if you want some more Scary Mommy in your life, be sure to subscribe to Scary Mommy Speaks wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want even more Scary Mommy, check out our articles and videos on ScaryMommy.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Scary Mommy Speaks is a Some Spider production. This episode was produced by Dorothy Abrams and Julie Katakis, edited by Dorothy Abrams, and recorded and mixed by Weston Fonger. Music provided by Audio Network. Special thanks to Sam Bellingham and Angelina Powers at Vinyl Mix. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. So email your comments to speaks at scarymommy.com. Scary Mommy Speaks. <laughs>